good morning. Morning. And with that, I'm ready to start the morning! Drinking beer instead of coffee? Since ancient times, Japanese people have marked their mornings with white rice, miso soup, and sake. That is how it's always been. Maybe for you that's the case. Hey, back off. By the way, one more question. Do you know whose turn it was to make breakfast today? At first, it surprised me that you weren't married at your age. But now I understand why that's the case. Oh, I'm sorry. Am I too crass? The sloppiness doesn't help. Oh, that's enough out of you. Thank you for breakfast. Welcome to Tuning Japanese, your favorite anime three-way discussion. I'm indebted to you once again, Andy. <laughs> well, thank you. That's very kind. He's the last hope for humanity. It's Bill. I know. <laughs> and I'm sorry, but am I too crass? I'm Matt. <laughs> I mean, have you met me? <laughs> uh, mostly. We haven't shared the same oxygen yet. <laughs> Hey guys! Someday we will. Someday we we'll go to the oxygen bar. <laughs> I've been to an oxygen. Has you guys been to an oxygen bar? I've been to an oxygen bar. No, I not counting not counting the hospital. <laughs> yes, yeah, like, I've been given oxygen in a little room. It <laughs> costs way too I much never, money. <laughs> never have. I probably probably spent about as much money as you did. No, um, <laughs> I uh, I remember I was at I can't remember where what mall I was at, but I was at a mall and they had an oxygen bar, and I remember. It was like scented, like like if you like different scents for your oxygen and stuff. It was a big waste of money, but like <laughs> come to a smell bar, just like malls these days. <laughs> Pretty much true. Pretty much true. My wife was not feeling well the other day, and I told her if you need some more oxygen, like you're in the back room with your grandma's oxygen machine. Just just tap into the <laughs> unplug just her. Just unplug her and plug yourself in for a while. Yeah, just it'll be fine. <laughs> It'll be all good. She won't notice at all. Uh-huh. Hey, everyone. This is the podcast where we talk about anime. We are talking about Neon Genesis Evangelion. This week, it's episode seven, uh-huh. The Works of Man. Yeah. I've already called and... dibs on the rascal whenever she goes. <laughs> I want to see <laughs> the Grand Canyon. <laughs> As my old friend James used to call this show, Neon Genesis Evangelion. <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. Uh, you know what I don't like as much? This episode. But we'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there. All right. Uh, it is episode seven of Neon Genesis Evangelion. It is the works of man. And we begin outside of the Nerve HQ where Gendo is talking to someone over the phone. Uh, and they're talking about not wanting to, information to get leaked to the public about all the things that have been going on. Something about... A Freedom of Information Act, and we see a document with some blacked out lines, a confidential document. Redacted. 
yeah, redacted lines, yeah. right? There is one word of English on this, by the way. It's all in Japanese, except there's randomly one word in English, which I did not know. I had to Google. Apophism, wasn't it? Apop apoptosis? Apoptosis. Apotheosis? No, apoptosis is what it is, which I Google. It means the death of cells, which occurs as a normal and controlled part of an organism's growth or development. Ah, uh, right. So I guess having to do with the Avas being kind of humanish, which they talk about in this episode, being organic. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. So the person on the other end of the line talks about, "Don't worry, we've been spreading this information," and you know. Should we start that other project, which Gendo says, nah, it's all right. It's not necessary. <laughs> More typical evan Evangelion cryptic bullshit that we still have uh, no answers to. Shady dealings all yep. around. Gendo being an asshole. At least we see Gendo this episode. It's been a while. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Aside from the one episode where we just saw him for like a frame, like just looking over his interlaced fingers. We get our title card and then some breakfast. As, as Shinji channels yeah, a his motif, yes, it's <laughs> a recurring motif throughout this episode. Uh, Shinji is channeling Usagi Tsukino with a mouthful of toast. Uh, <laughs> all it, all, all it takes is for him to go running out the door, screaming, "Why didn't you wake me up, Masato? I'm gonna be late for school." Because she's not pen, an appropriate pen. guardian. <laughs> no, she's not. Um, yeah. I do enjoy this episode as a sort of centerpiece of Masato's character. I like that. I think it's it, it, that that aspect of this episode is done really well. We needed a sort of a spotlight episode for her. I feel like, like at this point. Yeah, I agree. I think that is the strength of this one. Uh, another one. Yeah, I, I don't know. She she doesn't get a lot. Like yeah, it's a lot a lot of Shinji. Uh huh. This may be a good time time for me to bring this up. Remember last episode when I was talking about how there was something about Misato that I couldn't quite put my finger on. Yes, I think I finally figured it out. Okay. I. I can't stand this Misato. Uh-huh. I love taking care of business Misato, but I hate at-home Misato. Well, keep that in mind when we get to the very end of the episode, because there's a, the, the very end, the stinger, the line at the end, will answer, at least from the perspective of Shinji's friends, like, why she acts the way that she does. Yeah, correct. Uh, at least to some extent. I also made a note about that. All right. We'll I come... We'll come back to that. We'll come back to that. Pen Pen is just down in some fish, and uh, Misato emerges with some really extreme IBS Merrill energy. <laughs> She's got rot gut. She's just like, oh, I'm feeling terrible. But no worries. Just a, a morning beer to cure that hangover. You think Misato actually sets her alarm for a beer o'clock? Probably. Do you think she has a, a Duff Man... Like like alarm clock. Oh yeah, <laughs> Duff Man can't breathe. Oh, no. oh yeah. Oh no. <laughs> I fucking love that. Shinji questions her morning beverage, uh, as any right thinking person should, in my opinion. And she tosses back. Uh, the Japanese people make their mornings traditionally off of rice, miso soup, and sake. So suck it, Shinji. <laughs> Is that true, by the way? I, I is this factual? Uh, I don't know about I I don't know about the sake, but the rest, yeah. Okay, fair. I didn't know. I just thought maybe she was making shit up. Yeah, I assume uh, it's 
I would assume usually more tea or something than uh, than sake. And that may have been like an an older thing that was done. Yeah, if if she if she's being serious, then it was like in the seventeen sixteen hundreds or something like that. <laughs> well, apparently Shinji's not going to have any of her shit today, and I this is one of those moments where I don't. I know I've said I'm very sympathetic towards Shinji, but I'm I'm kind of not so much in this episode. He's kind of a dick. Yeah, he in is. this episode. Uh Shinji fires back, says, Yeah, I, I guess why you're not married. And I know. She's like, I'm sorry, am I too crass? To which he says, the sloppiness doesn't help. And I'm like, damn, he's catty shit, and I don't like it here. He is, yeah. <laughs> Day was a cooked breakfast. He's not gay enough to be this catty. I don't, well, if I don't you're, enjoy it. If you're going to take in a kid, a kid like Shinji, you have to have an environment that's appropriate. <laughs> Apparently right? Masato, I guess, I don't know, but like, it's fine. She's just getting her beer in now so she can go visit Shinji at school later. Right. I mean, that, that makes yes. sense to me. Uh, but then Shinji, sh- uh, Shinji slut shames her. Yeah. And it's like, well, you better not show up in that kind of clothing. And I'm like, Jesus, come on, man. Like, fucking knock it off. This is yeah. getting ridiculous. And not that it would be okay, but it would be a little more understandable, like, if that was his mom or his older sister or something. Yeah. But, like, she's just the chick he lives with. And, like... True. And he works for, like, his boss. <laughs> yeah. So, what does he care how she dresses? Like, at all. Yeah, fair. I mean, we're going to see later, like, he's going to care a lot. In one of the one of the next scenes, but I don't know. I just I don't I don't I don't enjoy this. I don't I don't uh, like no. this sort of like I'm I don't know. Not 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 a fan of of, uh, of Shinji's arguments here. Uh, I get I get where he's coming from in some in some respects, but I don't I don't I don't know. I'm not Team Shinji on this. He's just being kind of a little asshole. I kind of am a little Team Shinji on this. <laughs> <laughs> well, Shinji's two friends show up. And uh, they show up, of course, to to you know walk Shinji to school and also to ogle Masato. I, yeah, I like how um, what's his name, Johnny Youngbosch. Told you how he's got yeah, how he's got his backpack strap like around his forehead. I love that too. <laughs> that is such a Vash moment. That's how Vash would carry his backpack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can just see some some like dork middle schooler doing that. Oh, for sure, one hundred percent. They really, they're there to pick up Shinji, but they're really, I think, mostly there to uh, catch a glimpse of Misato. Yeah. It, who, who is in a towel in the next scene, by the yeah. way. Like, cause she just like waves her hand out the, uh, out the doorway and like, you know, she's getting ready to take a shower. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, that was, that was very clearly, they, I'm naked in here. Yeah. They, they lose it. They lose it. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, they're, they're hoping they'll lose it. <laughs> Yes. Uh, so she has finally gotten a shower and a second beer, uh, and takes note of... Shower beer. Sh- shower beer. Uh, takes note of Shinji's sarcasm being a sign of, like, he's finally letting loose a little bit. Yeah. And I guess he's acting like a regular teenage boy, so... <laughs> and he does go to school actually smiling. Yeah. <laughs> but then we get a scene where Masato makes a phone call saying, make sure you keep a, a security team watching him at all times. And I'm like, that's okay. Yeah. Right. I, I guess. I guess. <laughs> Still a little trustworthy. He may bolt. You don't know he, yet. Well, I mean, he, he almost left that one time. He, he didn't almost leave. He did leave. Sentence. He did leave. And then we got that awkward, quiet moment. Yes. <laughs> so we go to school. 
and we catch a glimpse. I thought this was a cool little moment. We see Shinji looking out the window, and we see the destroyed D8 angel from the previous episode. Just, like, still, like, just sitting in the middle of town. (laughs) They have no idea what to do with it. That's a massive cleanup job. Yeah, that's... It is... It is a big cleanup job. That would fuck with me if I lived in this town, just going about my day. Nope, there's the angel that almost wiped us out. Yeah, there's that kaiju. (laughs) Death machine. I would be going around finding out how many different angles I could take pictures of it from. I mean, eight. You're right. Eight. (laughs) Thanks, Bill. (laughs) Uh, Shinji then turns his attention to Masato, who flies recklessly into the parking lot. Please. In a red car. For those of you at home, yeah, in a red car. That I didn't, mm. I didn't even catch that. That must be that must be her business car. Yeah, that's uh-huh. that's her civilian car. Note to the fans at home: please don't drink and drive. And if you uh, do drink and drive, don't do the, like the crazy J hook parking job she does. Probably yeah. not safe whether you're sober or drunk. <laughs> no, that sort of Ace Ventura parking. Not recommended. <laughs> oh, what a call! What a call! <laughs> Love that reference. Haven't thought about that in a while. The entire male population of the school are hanging out the, the three different stories of windows just to catch a glimpse of Masato in uh-huh. her short skirt, mustard jacket over a white low-cut top and clean white heels. I fucking love this outfit. <laughs> I, I am here for this outfit. <laughs> it's a great outfit. But, you know, I'm thinking, I'm kind of thinking that uh, she's, uh, she did, she just did this to get back at Shinji. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm sure. I'm sure. But like it's just professional enough, and the the mustard color with the white just fucking rocks. I love it. It look great on the floor. Ah, that's what the boys it. are thinking. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. Um, just saying, I we get, get it. Yeah, we get a typical comical scene with Shinji's friend making fun of him, and then drooling over Masato while Shinji laments about how much of a slob she is. Shinji, you're a dick. Yeah. Well, they call him dense, and then say, "Don't worry about it. We'll look after her." Or whatever they say. <laughs> I admit getting a little blah. Yeah, I didn't kinda didn't like that line either. Yeah. Little little rapey. Um They're right though. Shinji is uh Just maybe the, a little stalkery. Shinji is one of the classic dense anime male lead characters. Yeah, he's so dense a... they make black holes jokes. That's that, that's apt. <laughs> so we go back to Nerf sorry. We go back to Nerf. 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 <laughs> Uh, we see Unit One in his old in its holding area. Uh, Shinji is watching Unit One. Shinji's doing a lot of watching this episode, uh-huh. and he's talking to himself, uh, talking about his role as piloting one of the Avas. And we get a glimpse, like a few frames glimpse. I bet the pause to get a good look at this of Unit One stripped of its outer shell uh, in its head, and we see like the the really gross green real eye, organic eye. Uh, and it's, it's just creepy. I just don't, it's so creepy when you see little bits of it. It's just yeah, it's freaky. Yep. It's almost like, uh, the Ava stuff we see is like armor. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like a body wearing armor. It's, it's protecting what, whatever the hell this is underneath. Shinji wants to know what these things are. Uh, he mentions how he smells blood when he's in the entry plug, which is <laughs> a sentence I, all on its own is gross. Um, out of context. Yeah. It's a lot of. <laughs> I smell, I smell, I smell blood in the entry plug. Um, you probably should go see a doctor. We get an elevator scene with Shinji, Misato, Ritsuko, and others. They talk about the lack of funding for Nerve, the condition of Unit One, and how Unit Two is going to be showing up from Germany soon. 
So excited. Love that character. We get that in the next episode. That's a Bill episode. Very excited to talk about episode eight. We'll get there. It's about time. We also get talking about uh, other units like eight and ten and... Yeah, we get like name drops for like other numbers too, and I I don't really we get that on the next scene with Akari uh, Gendo on the plane because they say Gendo's gone, and we get that shot of Gendo on a plane, and some dude just comes up to him while he's trying to watch the news alone in this like apparently there's no one on this sh- this plane aside from these two. He comes up and he's like, "Hey, mind if I sit down with you?" And then they start talking about money and the reappearance of the angels and the U.S. not wanting to fund Unit Six, which doesn't surprise me at all. <laughs> Yeah. Why would they why would they want to cooperate with any other nations? A unit eight is mentioned, the idea of needing pilots, not wanting to a second impact, like another thing like the second impact, and I'm like, man, this this episode is just just throwing shit at the wall. <laughs> you can't have a second second impact. Yes. Too bad we don't have a better word for that. <laughs> listen this entire conversation is very sus. It's super sus. Oh why did you t- I you can't, one of my high schoolers. I can't believe I just used the word sus. I just had to smack myself for that. You know that that's fair. Uh it's I hear it all the time. I hear a lot of words all the time. I've had to look up a lot of words <laughs> recently. I'm getting to that age. Urban dictionary. <laughs> I'm like, should I yell at them for using this word? Oh, I guess it's okay. <laughs> uh, going back real quick to the entry yeah. plug, entry plug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's worth noting that Shinji uh, feels safe even though it smells like blood. Yes. I, I forgot that part of it. Yeah, he's like, yeah, but I, it just feels so calm. That is not a normal reaction. I don't know. It, like, it kind of like evokes to me this idea of like being in the womb almost. I know that's what they're going for, but yeah, yeah. Again, I, I think it'll pay off later. I think I smell blood. I think so too. I feel safe. That's not yeah. okay. Not normally what you would consider. It's like, oh, a slaughterhouse. Oh, mm. abattoir. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Hey, I've worked in slaughterhouses. They don't make the smell does not make you feel safe. No, I imagine not. Speaking of the second impact, we learn more about that in this next scene. Uh, the second impact apparently vaporized the Antarctic. I don't remember if we learned this before. I think this is the first time I knew I've heard this. Okay. Oh. Which caused the water levels to rise, which I guess makes sense for the scene that we saw in episode one. Yes. Where, like, all the water is, like, risen up and, like, has flooded, like, one of the, the former cities. And you see, like, the poles sticking out of the water and stuff. Correct, yep. Nerve wants to prevent a third impact. Oh, that must have been a Warsaw. What? Because you saw the poles sticking out of the water. Oh, god damn it, I just got that. All right. <laughs> may I have a moment, please? You absolutely may have a moment. This is Moment with Matt. <laughs> Moments with Matt. And that's the end of Moments with Matt. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> I just answered the question I had, so. All right, fair enough. That, that was Moment with Matt. That's our new segment we're trying out. We'll see how it goes next week. <laughs> they also mention that the, the angels are humanoid creatures. Which is not true. I don't know of many D8s that are humanoid. <laughs> uh, nope. Or, like, wiener centipede. Clitoris snake. <laughs> um, apparently, that was the reason. The it was the angels that caused a second impact. Um, but they, I think they blamed it on uh, a, a meteor. Yeah, so they like woke up in Antarctica yeah. and like yeah. So there's a little Lovecraftian bit going on here. That's exactly what was just popping into my head. Yeah. So, no. Absolutely. Angels are great old ones. 
Risco mentions a cryptic something that's happening tomorrow, and we find out what that is <laughs> in just a little bit. Um, but first, breakfast again. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> we got more toast and fish reusing the same animation. Yes. But purposefully, purposefully here. I'm not, I'm, I'm okay with it. This time we see Masato emerge in a full black suit with a long skirt. And she's got like a collar like buttoned up to her chin. And I am also here for this outfit. <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> and I paused the screen where you see Shinji and Pen Pen staring, and Pen Pen's eyes are just yeah. wide with like little dots <laughs> yeah. in the middle. I fucking love Pen Pen's expression. Like, I did. The fuck? Yeah, same. She's off to old Tokyo. Yep. And this is where we get our break card. <laughs> Welcome to the break card. It's Andy, and you're listening to another episode of Tuning Japanese. We really appreciate having you here. Once again, we didn't have any nerd news this week because we record these episodes quite a bit ahead of time, and we ended up cutting out the nerd news segment of this week. And that nerd news is going to go together with the last week's missing nerd news as a bonus episode on our Patreon at patreon.com slash tuningjapanese. And speaking of bonus episodes over on our Patreon, we actually recorded a, a nerd news for this particular episode, and it ended up being about a half an hour long. So we just threw that up on our Patreon as a bonus episode. We, uh, all three of us, kind of talk about the Disney Plus Day and the Marvel shows that had debuted on that. And uh, as far as like for the end of this year and into 2022 and beyond. And we talked at length about all those shows and had a lot of fun. We're going to throw actually a quick little teaser of it at the end of this episode. So if you enjoy what you hear there, again, you can go to patreon.com slash tuningjapanese. Donate a minimum of $3, and that will get you access not only to that bonus episode, but our series Tuning In, where we're reviewing the first episode of different anime instead of an entire series. We released our episode of Attack on Titan not that long ago and had a lot of fun. And we're going to have a new episode coming up pretty quick uh, on that in that series as well. So we really appreciate it if you could help us financially. If you can't support us in that way, you can tell people about the show. You can leave a five-star rating and review. All those things will go a long way of helping us out. This is the last reminder about Nerdvember, which takes place this Sunday, November 21st. It's going to be a live stream event. I don't have the link to that live stream quite yet, uh, but I'll be throwing it onto our Facebook and on our Twitter. Uh, friends over at uh, the Weekly Weaves podcast are trying to raise money for suicide prevention and mental health. So go check that out and help support a good cause. I'll be on the show, I do believe, at around, I think it's 3 p.m. Central Standard Time. Again, I'll, I'll post that information, but I'll be on for about a half an hour talking with those folks, and uh, you can donate actually i think i already posted the donation link on our facebook at facebook.com slash tuning japanese if you want to get involved and help donate to a fantastic cause we're gonna get right back into our review of neon genesis evangelion episode seven thank you so much and i hope you're all having an absolutely wonderful day Oh, God. We're back from the break guard. 
Uh, and we are flying the friendly skies with nerf nerf nerve ships. Nerf 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 nerf. nerf. And on board, is <laughs> on board is Masato alongside Ritsuko. And they she can't believe that old Tokyo used to be a metropolis. Now there's nothing here really. I mean that Akira really did a number on it. <laughs> For real. We're going to some sort of meeting which is held by the Japanese Heavy Artillery Consortium or something like that. And they, they name drop and say, like, well, the SSDF isn't going to be there, the Strategic Self-Defense Force, and yeah. then, like... So it's a, it's a military contractor, and the military is not there, though. I guess. But they did invite Nerve along with some other investors, I guess? But they invited another military contractor, or pseudo-military group, to basically rub it in their face. I guess. Yes, yes. And we cut to the interior where there's a whole lot of applause and... Like, it, it's definitely, like, a high-end sort of type of these meetings where, like, they bring free stuff for the people who show up. Like, there's bottles of booze. But they're so far away. <laughs> they they are so far away, these giant tables. Uh, and Ritsuko and Misato, we get a shot of them alone. And at first I'm like, what the fuck? I heard applause. Why aren't they the only ones here? But don't worry. They pan out in a little bit, and you see that all the other tables surrounding them are full of people. But these two members from Nerve are the only ones representing yep. them. There's, like... Like six empty booze bottles in the middle of the table, so six feet away from them. I can just imagine Misato splaying her body across the table to reach for him. <laughs> she does seem like she's uh, maybe a, a little a little loose in this episode. A little Misato. A little Misato. <laughs> um, they're going to unveil something, these people here, that have called this meeting. And the camera pans to show those other tables. And when they ask for questions... Ritsuko immediately stands up, grabs a microphone, <laughs> and is going to give them an earful. <laughs> a lot happens in this scene. There's a lot of back and forth. This is yep. maybe the greatest passive-aggressive battle I've ever seen. Yeah. I am not a fan of this. Yeah, It was a little anxiety-inducing, really, to like... It did induce some anxiety, because like, the whole room is laughing at Ritsuko the whole time. Um, you have... Uh, you have Masato, who's just like kind of a little drunk, and she's like, "You're making a scene." Yeah. And we get this like sparring back and forth, like the idea of like ethics versus the effectiveness of using Unit One. Um, we get this idea of like, well, if we use these big things, it could blow up and destroy civilian life. But like, then the other the guys like, yeah, but what about the psychological trauma you're putting your pilots under, yeah. which we've talked about on this yeah. show before? And your pilots are supposed to stop that, but obviously they're yeah. not. Yep. And then the guy, like, fucking is an asshole and is like, yeah, the comparing the lack of safety of an Ava to, like, a hysterical woman. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. like, and, they're, and all the people are like, yeah, hysterical woman, demean this poor woman. He was, he was almost right until he went into full-blown misogyny. Oh, it was terrible. Yeah. Fuck that guy. He was all, he almost had it. He yeah. almost yeah. was right. It was bad. He's a fucking dude, yeah, and, he, and I hate him. And I know we're not supposed to like him, but Jesus Christ. Like, maybe you shouldn't use children and soldiers as pilots. Maybe we yeah, should yeah. build something instead of weird genetic experiments. Maybe those things go berserk. Oh, by the yeah. way, get back in the kitchen. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, you you just don't, didn't and nail the landing there. He, yeah, he never raises his voice once. Because he feels superior over her because he's a man. Yeah. Also, he has a microphone. Yeah, well, yeah, that's true. You know, generally, people with <laughs> microphones feel superior over those who don't. 
That's true. Um, they also spar over the idea of the human heart and how it, yes. it can be used to control Ava as he laughs at that. You stupid woman and your emotions. <laughs> Hearts don't do anything. I'm reminded of a uh, scene from uh, the irresponsible Captain Tyler. You're trying to talk us out of this with love? <laughs> We're not watching Sailor Moon where the power of love overcomes all. It's like, dude, um, this is an anime. Of course. The, the, it's all about love. The human I'm heart gonna, is going to... Mm. human heart, yeah. They also talk about the AT field, and the guy's like, don't worry, we're going to deal with that too. And they're like, ah! Well, no, she's like, we have a secret weapon or a special, and he's all like, oh yeah, the AT field, we know all about that. Oh, that's right, because in the next scene, Misato's all pissed, like, how did they find out all our information? Just, like, just destroys a locker. Yep. Yeah, she's... I, I have to, I freely admit that I am, I'm actually a lot like Misato here, saving my, uh, my moments for when <laughs> I'm mostly, usually alone when I f- start breaking things. That's <laughs> fair. Ritsuko, I love how she turns the tables here and it's like, you're making a scene. Like, yeah, like that, that line that, that we had that from was earlier. Kind of I, I did like that. I thought that was good. That was good. Uh, Ritsuko starts burning some of the free gifts. <laughs> She's just like torching <laughs> the free gifts. I fucking love that. She's just like, fuck you. I'm going to burn all your free shit. Uh, and it's like, don't worry, someone is leaking our intel. We know about that. Uh, we cut to the test pilot session for this new unit. Doesn't the thing she burns also finally give us a name to this project? Does it? It probably does, and I missed it. I think it did. Did it say Jet Alone on it? More than once you hear J.A. or Jet Alone or Jet... Oh, it was I did see J.A. in like the yeah. subtitles. I didn't catch it on the the stuff she burned, but... Okay, well, that makes sense. Jet alone, you know, like, sending this, like, robot off on its own without having to have a pilot. And expli- yeah, I was like, explicitly, you said something about test pilot, but actually, there is no test pilot, because there's no pilot. Yes. It's a drone. It is a drone. It's a giant drone. It also makes me think of Jet from Avatar The Last Airbender. Yes. Did Jet just yes. die? It wasn't good. <laughs> this thing is piloted by a nuclear reactor, by the way. Well, got power somehow. Worth mentioning. And that's uh-huh. a, that's an argument they kind of go back and forth too, because he's like, "This thing will run for forty five hours straight or something." And yeah, and she's like, "Yeah, but it could blow up." And he's like, "Yeah, it runs more than five minutes yeah. of your battery pack." <laughs> 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 Bottom line, they put legs on a nuclear reactor. Basically, it's absolutely true. What could go wrong? Well, something goes wrong. <laughs> no. As the thing gets walking and then starts to overheat, then just kind of starts marching. Yeah, then just goes, ah, fuck it. This mech is made for walking. That's just what it'll do. And today this mech is gonna walk all over you. Quite literally, as it like literally steps into the building and probably kills a few people. Um, Leaves I a footprint of ceiling tile at least. I, I love that because you yeah. see Masato like peeking through like, <laughs> yeah. uh, that, that's bad. That is definitely a, I believe, a reference to... Godzilla 1985, where uh, Godzilla steps on a building and he leaves a, a hole in the shape of his foot. It's got to be. And I then, mean, and then in a later movie, they call it the Godzilla Lounge. I think. <laughs> I love that. That's so good. And as we all know, Hideki Anno later made a Godzilla movie. I'm just saying. There you go. It's all fitting into place. So the core is going to melt down. Shocker. I love that this robot's immediately just like primary objective. Melt down, walk towards the biggest population center. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Misato is the only one tough enough to be like, 
hey, we should do something before this blows up. I love this next scene where they're like, well, okay, we'll give you the code, but we got to get permission. And then they go through a series of phone calls yeah. of bureaucracy. Yeah. Some dudes out in the golf course just like, I don't know, talking they, shit. <laughs> they keep getting the brush off. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Masato's like, um, yeah, you're going to tell me what it is because I'm just going to do this the old-fashioned way. The the good old-fashioned fa- good old fashioned human touch way. <laughs> The good old-fashioned human touch way of getting jammed in a giant robot by another giant robot. Um, the guy gives in. Yeah. The guy gives <laughs> that classic chestnut. The guy gives in and gives the password. They said the password is hope. Hope is always the password. It, al- it always is. It's it's always the pa- Unless you're Demona. <laughs> There's a reference for you uh, Gargoyles fans who are probably not listening. I need to rewatch that. It's been a long time. A lot of boring stuff happens next. <laughs> Ultimately, like yeah. I mean, it's like it's it's supposed to build the tension, but it really I don't feel like it does a good job for some reason. I don't know why. It, it's sort of uh, by the book kind of like yeah. this is how we do things. Yes. So for some reason, Shinji's here now. Like, yeah, they flew him in. They flew Shinji in, and she's like, "Hey, we're gonna stop this. You're gonna you're gonna basically get in the, get in the mech, Shinji, and you're gonna uh-huh. uh, you're gonna you're gonna like." Put me in your hand, and then you're just going to kind of shove me in this other robot, okay? And Shinji's like, no! We can't possibly do that! And she's like, too bad. It's going to happen. You got a better idea? Yeah. Just stick me in the damn robot, Shinji. Yes. Stick it in. They they, they launch Unit 1, and uh, Unit 1 drops down and just goes running straight on. We get this weird silhouette. Scene with like the one robot with I know it's all like gangly, happy. <laughs> I really loved this. I don't know why. It, it it looks like a like a pimp in a crumb cartoon <laughs> it was from the seventies. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. And if you if you played like really kind of like like music from that era over it, like 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 it would, it would make it feel slightly offensive. Give him you a know? big hat. <laughs> yeah, give him a big give him a big pimp hat. <laughs> pimp bot nine thousand. <laughs> I want to see an Ava with a with a big old hat. Like they should give all of them different hats. They should. Like give give unit one a beanie. <laughs> a beanie. That's the best thing you come up with. A beanie. I don't know. <laughs> Fez. Fezes are cool. Pope hat. <laughs> a Pope hat. Yes. I mean, you know what? That would be the most for this anime. I'm saying. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, where the fuck am I in my notes? Uh, so. <laughs> Shinji grabs the thing by its lunch pail handle on the back. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because that was convenient. And then just sort of like hands Masato off to this thing. <laughs> yep. As an Eva-sized handle. <laughs> yep. How convenient. Uh, I'm glad they had the foresight to build a ladder onto it, too. Yeah, right? <laughs> so Masato. A lot of questions. <laughs> a lot of questions here. Masato gets inside. She tries the password hope. Error! What? Yeah, it don't work. Uh-oh. It no longer worked. And so plan B, just manually push the <laughs> the inanimate carbon rods. <laughs> yeah, I was like, are those cooling rods that she's trying to push in place, essentially? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Inanimate so, like, carbon rods. shut down the reactor. <laughs> so, like, when she's when she is successful, spoiler, she's successful in doing this, by the way, and she's like, I just feel blah. It's like, she just, all from the radiation, yeah, right? That's like, kind of what kinda, I thought. She's like, I just don't She got irradiated, right? <laughs> I'm like... Oh. She pretty much has cancer now. Yeah, I, that was kind of what I thought. They don't. They don't really go into how uh, effective the suit, suit she's wearing is against it. 
It's true. So, yeah, she pushes and pushes, and there's the tension of, like, what's going to happen? And then uh, the error message clicks away. Everything turns green. All the rods adjust into place. Yep. And she kind of slumps against the wall. Not sure what happened until the end of the episode where we get an idea. Yeah, yeah. I I actually figured that out, like, right away. Like, oh. <laughs> I did not. And I don't remember this episode. Just, this is one of those ones I don't remember. That's just yeah, a timer. I, 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 <laughs> I didn't remember this episode. I got the too. Okay. Well, you guys apparently... I, I'm too tired, apparently. I did not it's get it right. until I was like, Oh! Thanks for spelling it out for me. I appreciate it. Uh, Shinji calls it a miracle. Misato says it's a miracle prepared by someone. <gasps> bum, bum, bum. We go to the aftermath. Ritsuko is meeting with Gendo to report on what happened. With one weird bit of dialogue when she says, Aside from Captain Katsuragi's interference... It went according to plan. Yarp. So this was all planned from Gendo and Nerve to set up this to fail. Uh, yeah. So that way they would not fund this new unit and instead would continue to rely on Nerve. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Brilliant. Fucking brilliant. Absolutely. You'd think they'd put a little more trust in Masato about it. Yeah, like let her know so she doesn't fuck this up. Well, she is Masato, though. She probably would be like, you can't do that. No, you're and right. And I'm going to be a loose right. cannon. She cares too much. Yes. As much as people want to, as much as Matt wants to talk shit about Masato, <laughs> she has a she has a pure heart. I think she's definitely the most human of any of these. Oh, for sure. I will agree. Absolutely. For good, for good or ill. <laughs> we get breakfast part three: toast and fish, toast and fish, IBS and beer, IBS and beer, angry Shinji and horny friends, angry Shinji and horny friends. <laughs> yep. Yeah, you think you would have learned a little something about that, and not. Not been such a jerk about it this time. Yeah. Well, he's going to get his lesson. <laughs> Shinji calls Masato sloppy, ditzy, and a complete slob, to which his friends call him stupid. They say, Shinji, you do realize she's not putting up a front for you. Yeah. She puts up a front for everyone else. But when she doesn't do that with you, she's trying to prove that she's family. Well, not even trying to prove. It's just... Like, that she is family. Yeah. It's just consequence of being family. You see... Everybody's messed that's, up behavior. That's what families do. And then Shinji, finally, the light bulb goes off, and he's like, oh, I was a prick. <laughs> oh. And that's the end of the episode. But at least you're not a morning drunk. Fair enough. Uh, hey. <laughs> I, I love I, I love that Shinji finally realizes, though. Because, like, again, I don't think Shinji's a bad person. But no, he's a 14-year-old he boy. He is judgmental. He's a 14-year-old boy with a shitty father. Yes, and, and as a school teacher of <laughs> shitty 14-plus-year-old children, I understand where he's coming from, and I think that's why I'm sympathetic to, toward him. But yeah, that's episode number seven, uh, which was, again, entitled The Works of Man. Uh, it's time to talk mm -hmm. about our thoughts on the episode overall. I'll start. I don't love this episode. I don't think it's as good as some of the others. I challenge you that I think maybe you've changed your mind as we talked about it. You're but just I like, think oh, I love this part. But, I love this part. <laughs> but but I think you're right. I think there are parts of it that I do like. I like the recurring motif of the breakfast. I find that funny. Um, I don't like Shinji as much here, but I do like his realization at the end. I like that it's a Masato spotlight, and I like that like we can see Nerve's sneaky ass shit. What I don't like is the way this anime still continues to like drip feed us a bunch of cryptic shit 
but like take forever to give us I feel like they did too much of that this episode. They they could have stepped it back a little bit and not had to like they could have had a little bit more interesting things like like make that end scene where Shinji's trying to stop the thing more exciting like between both him and the other robot in some way. Yeah, or give Instead us a him little... just being like I'm going to push and hold you back and it's like like I know it's not about Shinji this episode except for his realization, but like I don't know, like it was there was a lot that that made the episode drag. Well, the the whole that's, that's my biggest complaint. The whole anime is really bad about playing the pronoun game. Mm-hmm. I mean, ultimately, it's oh, but what about this thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it the cryptic it and yeah. So generally, I think there's things I like about this episode quite a bit, but I think there are some flaws in this episode. I think that's a fair assessment. Like I said, it wasn't the most action-packed, gut-wrenching, girding episode it's ever episoded. But uh, <laughs> yep. but it got in and showed us that, that Gendo's a prick and doing some questionable shit even beyond what we know he's doing. And like I said, we got a lot of Masato and, and their relationship overall. So I don't think it was terrible. It was definitely a cool-down episode, but not not a waste of time. Matt, thoughts? Uh, I will say that I believe I liked it a few levels more than the two of you did. One thing, it finally made me realize how much I enjoy the, uh, I actually enjoy the take charge Misato. She can, she, when she settles down and to do work, like, it's impressive. Yeah, Very. she's, she's a badass in general and competent. Yeah. Uh, the fact that I, uh, have issues, uh, with, uh, normal Misato, no matter how, even if I fully realize that how positive it is in general. I, I think there is a level there too. She she does kind of put on also. I mean that that party lifestyle thing is I'm still confused on her. Because remember in the earlier ep- in an earlier episode where she wonders if she laid it on too thick. Exactly. Exactly. I'm still, yes. wonder- I'm still wondering how much of Homeosato is also a uh, facade. Yeah, I think there's some there's definitely uh, some affectation here. Yeah. I mean she definitely is a drunk and a a slob, but I am but one of those you, things. But, but if you, <laughs> me too. <laughs> but if you had to live the life that she did, you you kind of I don't I'm not trying to make a make an excuse for a drunkard okay. as someone who grew up <laughs> with many a drunkard influence in my life that made my life really terrible. Yeah. But were any of those in high level like military operations? No, that saved no. The I, I think <laughs> I think I think I think there's definitely a level of this nerve does not do a good job of the caring for the mental health of their workers. Yeah, there's, If that were the case, then I think she would be a little better off. Yeah, I mean, there's a difference between people who are drunk because they saw some shit in Nam, and people who are drunk because, eh, fuck it, it's Tuesday morning, gotta do something. I'm a, I'm a hardliner on that sort of thing. That's fair. Basically That's a straight fair. edger, more or less. That's fair. We, 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 but, you know. We are, we are good <laughs> friends with someone in particular who's exactly the same way, and we love him to death. And uh, you're you're lucky uh, that uh, when you were a kid, Andy, you're very lucky nobody put you in a suit and submerged you in blood-smelling water. That's, That's true. Yes, I mean, I only had to deal with my drunken uncle who tried to drown me in a <laughs> in a lake once, but that was fine. Tried to, or just didn't try not to. <laughs> well, we're not going to go into that childhood trauma right now. Let's. Oh man, just close the show up, shall we? <laughs> someday, uh, someday, maybe though, we should probably consider our. Childhood trauma tales. 
Right. Yeah, we can do that as a bonus episode. Podcast. Put a trigger warning at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. There you go. There's a bonus episode. Hey. Well, we'll we'll all get to know each other a little better. Bill and I know each other pretty well. well you get you'll get to know us, and we'll get to know you. And yet, better, I don't Matt, know hey. the drowning story. So, well, there you go. We'll 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 talk about that at a later time. It's because I repress it, Bill. I repress that story. Um, so Man, next I don't time, shit, that's the best. That's fair. Next time it's episode eight. It's Asuka arrives in Japan. I am so fucking excited for this. I never thought it took this long for her to arrive. I thought she was here really early. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Bill, you will know it's your episode, and I'm very excited to hear your thoughts on Asuka. I think she's, aside from Pen Pen, she's probably my favorite character in the whole anime. <laughs> the only thing I know about her is from the po- from the rap from the Four Kids version, and that her <laughs> her country created the uh, Hall uh, uh, graphic map. <laughs> Oh God! All right, we got to get out of here. We got to stop this episode. Uh, hey Matt, yeah, take us home. Take us home. Okay, this has been Tuning Japanese, your favorite anime three-way discussion. Important <laughs> distinction. <laughs> I'm indebted to you once again, Andy. You're quite welcome, sir. He's the last hope for humanity, aren't you, Bill? Yeah, of course. I'm not sorry, actually, because I realize I am too crass. I'm Matt. And we will see you next time. Kisses. You're still like number two crass in the show. Thanks for listening to Tuning Japanese. For more information, visit our website, tuningjapanese.com, like our Facebook at facebook.com slash tuningjapanese, and follow our Twitter at tuningjapanese. You can also get a hold of the show by sending us an email at tuningjapanese at gmail.com. Check out our YouTube channel and our new series, Tuning RPG, by searching for Tuning Japanese or Tuning RPG on YouTube.com. Please help support the show by going to iTunes and leaving a five-star rating and review. You can also go to Patreon.com slash Tuning Japanese to get all kinds of bonus content and help support the show monetarily. Special thanks to Brian Nash, Matthew Van Diver, Dan Park, Andrew Caswell. Good morning. Oh, good morning to you. I'm heading to old Tokyo for work today. I'll be home late, so go ahead and order dinner. Okay? Oh, yeah. All right, this is the part of the show where we talk about things that we enjoy as part of nerd culture. It is nerd news. And I believe Matt's got a kind of a weighty topic that I think we're all just going to kind of dive into this week. Matt, take it away. Did you hear that Domino's brought back their famous 80s mascot? I... That makes me so happy. Yes, the, the I did, no- actually. <sighs> yes, that's been a thing for a little while. <laughs> I do like the Noid. I'm, I'm a fan oh, of the Noid. Oh, that's Noid news. I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> God damn it. God damn it, man. You, got, you suckered me right into that one. <laughs> I will say that Yo Noid, I probably mentioned it on the show before. I, I feel like this is a little deja vu. Yo Noid, an amazing NES game. I have heard this, but never played. You play as the Noid, and you... um you have a yo-yo and you attack people with yo-yos. It's the most like early nineties thing.
I did learn why they discontinued that in the 80s. Why? Because some some guy with the last name of Noid took a Domino's hostage. No God. shit. He was having he was having a mental feud with the owner of Domino's oh. and he thought the Noid was about him apparently. Huh. <laughs> well then. Well that was dark. Uh <laughs> Let's. Uh, we're not going to talk about Noid news. We're here to talk about nerd news. And now I don't want to know anything about anything else. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about. Why is this not a podcast? <laughs> some 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 Marvel news for us. Also good, but <laughs> maybe we do a bonus episode where we do a deep dive into that story. But for now, <laughs> okay. For now, for now. We have a huge slate of Marvel shows coming up within the next uh, year. As part of Disney Plus. Yes, as part of Disney Plus. Uh, so if you don't have Disney Plus, I'm sure you don't give a crap. But you know, if you don't have Disney Plus and you're a Marvel fan, this could be enough to make you want to get a subscription. That's could also be. true. Dropping next year. Could be. Our first title is Hawkeye, which will star both classic Clint Barton Hawkeye and Kate Bishop Hawkeye. Hawkeye. A uh, passing of the torch, I assume. Yes. Yes. Um, Probably by the end, at least. From the uh, trailer, it looked like they'll be spending quite a bit of time together. I think this is probably another setup towards getting into Young Avengers. Agreed. Yeah. We've seen, now that we've seen Speed and Wiccan, uh, we have uh, stuff we'll talk about later will lead to Hulkling. Mm -hmm. Um, Stuff that we'll talk about later will lead to Iron Lad. Um, I think Kate Bishop is just another one of those. And actually, we've already had Isaiah Bradley, so, um, it's true. That'll lead the Patriot. So I, I think we're setting up Young Avengers. I agree. Uh, this is heavily from what I've read so far. This comes out, and when this comes out, like, uh, it may be cl- very, very close to release by the time this episode comes out. Um, I think it's late November that the episodes, the yeah, first two episodes drop. It's Thanksgiving y. Yes. And, uh, it is heavily influenced by the Matt Fraction series um which i have always wanted to read uh it has some some really high praise that goes beyond uh the sort of like superhero persona and more into like the daily lives of uh of the characters uh and also includes the tracksuit mafia who i think is the coolest (laughs) named group in all of marvel comics is that who they were okay i had no idea when i watched the trailer for it so also, I'm kind of stoked for this. I also wonder if we're not going to see Clint Barton take up his Ronin identity again. Well, I think can. in the in the trailer, it almost seems like it, the, the like he gets connected with uh, Kate Bishop because I think she's actually donning uh, the Ronin no absolutely yeah, costume. Yeah, but they they made a big enough deal about it in Endgame that something's got to be done with it. Like I said, either maybe it is just the lead into her being in it, but. I think he hands the mantle off to her, and he takes up the Ronin mantle again. It's very possible. Be. We'll I see. didn't think. I wish there was more uh, Ronin stuff in the, in Endgame. Exactly, and I think that's maybe they're going to give us some more. So yeah, I'm very excited for that one. Um, might might be my most looked forward to one, honestly, from the list, aside from one or two others. Mm-hmm. If they can keep up the uh, style they showed in the trailer, because they had some incredible camera work. Uh, that if they can keep that level of style up, it's going to be really, really impressive. And I, I imagine, I mean, Marvel does action well. And yes. it's only going to get sleeker and more refined from trailer to show. So 